Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. So we've already released an episode looking at the biggest winners from the 2023 high school recruiting cycle. Now we're going to turn it around and look at the losers. So we will start with the biggest loser on this podcast, Trey. You give us <laughs> the biggest yeah, recruiting. Yeah, you got to do it every year. One of them. Every year. Right. Yeah, they always set yeah. that up for me. All right. Yeah. Now I'm going to start out with Kentucky. Um, you know, Stoops has done a, a fine job at Kentucky, uh, but but they've been trying to kind of elevate the program even more and get themselves more into the national uh, picture and more relevant in the SEC. Just signed a massive contract extension through 2031 at about $9 million per year. And then this year they finished 7-6, and 3-5 and five in conference, including a loss to Vanderbilt. Um, they had some high expectations with Will Levis. And, you know, last offseason he had the – the squabble about wanting to be treated on par with the basketball team. But now they have the worst class they've had in a few years. It's 12th in the SEC. The transfer class is 18th in the country. Uh, the gem of it is is Devin Leary, the NC State transfer. So they're really going to need him to, to pan out. Um, but, but overall, a class like this doesn't necessarily invoke a ton of confidence for Big Blue Nation you know, to take the next step that they wanted, especially when signing him to that extension. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, staying in the SEC, Texas A&M is our next loser here because last year, best recruiting class yeah. ever. Just it's quite incredible. a jump down. Of course, they've they've lost a, a few guys to train. Um, well, from that class and on the team overall, quite a quite a few. Um, but I figured they'd be at least. I thought they'd be top five this year, but at least top ten in recruiting, yes. and they are fifteenth. Only 19 players, but still, that's a, that's a disappointing class compared to what you would have thought. Obviously, going 5-7 and seven hurt them. I think probably other schools catching up in NIL probably had a little bit to do with it as well. Uh, so just not a great offseason so far for A&M, just with the, the transfer outs and underwhelming recruiting. Yep, yep, that's Jimbo running out of time there. All right, I'm going to the ACC. Got a I'm lot taking, of money that they'd need to pay him, though. Well, fair <laughs> enough. I feel like they would do it if they have another bad year, but we'll see. Maybe. Uh, ACC, Virginia Tech, uh, the 37th ranked class here. That's not too horrible Like when you kind of just think about Virginia Tech and the ACC when you compare it with the rest of the ACC, actually, too. But you got to – I consider, like, this is Brent Pry's first full, first full class – and that's generally when you're supposed to have kind of arguably one of your best classes. You know, you get you got some positive momentum because you're a new hire. Um, you can usually sell maybe some playing time. Um, so you'd usually see some good classes, the first one, uh, the first full one. But 37th, just it's not good. It's, you know, just a couple of four stars. And they were like very low four stars, barely. Um, and it's not like the class suffered because they didn't take many kids. There was 27 kids that they took. Um so that's that's just a really disappointing class, and Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech, their their recruiting just overall has suffered the last several years. Um, nowhere near top twenty five caliber, and kind of that's kind of where they used to be, seemingly for a long time with those great teams that they had, and but uh, kind of top twenty five is top thirty, but now they're just they're suffering. So that's not a good class for Brent Pry. No, and Virginia, state of Virginia has good talent. All right, uh, I'm going to go to Syracuse now. You know, Dino Babers. He brought he he bought on 
he bought some goodwill last year, starting the year six and zero, but then he finished one and six down the stretch. He's on the hot seat once again, and the problem now is that they have the worst class in the ACC, eighty first overall. The transfer class, if you factor that in, is 55th. So not like that's really kind of saving him right now. I understand it. It's not an easy place to recruit. I get it. The, you know, the main players they get are from a part of New York where it's not a total hotbed um, in some parts at least. But but now it's Baber's worst class since he's been there. And even if they manage to overachieve a little bit this year, a class like this doesn't necessarily bode well for you know future success. So that's a, it's a tough one for Syracuse. Yeah, he just seems to be kind of perennially on the hot seat. So see what happens there. My next loser is Cal. They finished 86th in the 24-7 composite. I believe that was the lowest of any Power 5 school. They did bring in a you know a solid transfer class, but they also lost some really good players in the portal. So not even sure that was a, a net gain there. I'm just not, I imagine Cal fans either are thrilled with the direction of the program under justin wilcox he turned down of course that oregon job uh when when landing took it and oregon fans got hey, pretty a happy sign. About maybe that. he's yeah maybe see see something good happening at at cal but i don't know if if he if they have another underwhelming year on the field then it's going to be in a tough spot because they also just recently signed him to an extension so um, yeah not not sure he's he, it'll be bought out anytime soon so they're just gonna have to hope that they can coach him up yeah that that, that doesn't look good up there by the way, uh, only 10 high schoolers in this class. Oof. So a very small class. And it's, but like I said, it's not like the transfer class was great. No, no, that's for sure. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go back to the ACC. I'm taking Pittsburgh. They had the 51st ranked class, which when you consider kind of the success they've had on the field the past couple of years, two years ago, winning the ACC this year, they won nine games, won the Sun Bowl. Um there should be at least some momentum on the recruiting front, you would think, but nope, just just one four star, a linebacker from Virginia. Um, but that's that's not good enough. Um, it's, it's two years in a row actually for them now having horrible classes, which doesn't make sense. They've had their most success on the field the last two seasons, um, so that the I don't I don't doesn't quite understand what's going on there in Pittsburgh. Um, they're not bringing in a big, a really good transfer group either. Although they do bring in uh, Boston College slash Notre Dame transfer Phil Jerkovic at quarterback, so I'll be interested to see how how he pans out there. Um, but super disappointing for for Pitt. Like you would think they could have translated their their success into some some recruiting, but not at all. All right, I'm gonna go back. This one maybe controversial. I don't know. Not to me. I got Michigan here. Uh, so on the surface, 18th ranked. Re- high school class not awful um they also got some decent transfers but when you consider michigan being in the playoff the last two seasons knocking on the door this past year they really had a chance you thought to kind of maybe punch through and win it all you, you just thought that they would actually have a better class after that run um it, it's still a good class um but it becomes very unlikely to break through and win it all given how far ahead teams like alabama and michigan i'm sorry alabama and georgia are yeah, even Ohio State, you know, in their own division. And that's the other thing is they're third in the Big Ten East. Ohio State and then Penn State have better classes. You know, the Harbaugh coaching drama with the NFL obviously isn't helping here, I'm sure. Um, their highest ranked recruit was 120th on 24-7. Again, I'm not scoffing at the class. There's some talented players. They got a nice defensive lineman from Texas, a couple four-star corners, a receiver out of out of Alabama. 
but just no home runs, no five stars. I know Harbaugh generally, you know, develops very well, but it, this isn't, isn't a clap, a class that closes the gap, um, you know, from just making the playoff to actually winning it all. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think Harbaugh, you know, NFL rumors have not helped recruiting the, the last couple of years. And, and sure, it's like, I think Michigan fans would probably say, Hey, well, we made the playoff two years in a row without recruiting top five classes, but it's like, okay, but will you continue to be able to kind of defy the odds in that way? Maybe, but yeah, if you want to win it all, probably needs to be better than than this class yes uh, my my final loser is rutgers uh so before greg shiano got there rutgers was ranked somewhere in the 50s and 60s typically in the recruiting rankings uh but shiano's first two full classes were 39th and 33rd so i was very high on him and the direction of the program he seemed to really be uh hitting new jersey hard hitting the recruiting trail hard and and they were showing signs of improvement on the field but this year they're recruiting class 57th not one player from the top 500 transfer class isn't good either um, and really just not a good year on the field so all that kind of confidence i had in shiano is is waning yeah it's too bad they i hope i hope they uh have a better year this year and can get some momentum going i'd like that's i'd like to see uh Rutgers get decent again uh, all right, uh, my last loser going to the Big 12, Oklahoma State. Um, you know, it hasn't happened totally on the field yet, but things kind of seem to be falling apart in Stillwater a bit. I, I guess you could say the second half of the season was a bit falling apart for them. But um, 55th ranked class, no four-star players, a ton of transfers left the program, some pretty darn good ones, uh, unfortunately for them. Um their highest rated player is a quarterback from Nebraska who didn't have an impressive offer list. Nebraska didn't offer him. Um, I mean, he could end up being pretty good. Maybe who knows, but it just doesn't bode well when he doesn't have a lot of offers and that's your best player. So, and of the current teams, the current 10 big, um, ugh, the current 10 teams in the big 12, they only beat out Kansas. So that's not, not very good for Gundy. Okay, well, that will do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Be sure to let us know in the comments below on YouTube if you disagree with any of our losers here. Uh, chime in with any other disappointing classes that we missed. And subscribe to the podcast where we're trying to grow, especially on YouTube. So we would appreciate that. And we'll see you next time.